Hey friends, welcome to episode 105 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift, and I want to warmly welcome you. Today's show is going to encourage you so much, and I have a repeat guest, and I'm going to talk all about that in a minute, but first I want to remind everyone that Fierce Calling is part of the Spark Network, and the Spark Network can be found on the Edify app, E-D-I-F-I. You can download that for free at the Apple or Google Play stores and listen to incredible podcasts, and they're all Christian. So check that out today, friend. So yeah, my repeat guest today is Karen Whiting. I've had her on the show before, and she just has a heart for helping moms overcome, overcome challenges, overcome things in their lives um, that pertain to parenting. And also she loves helping families. She loves helping families to thrive together, pray together. And we're going to talk about her books. She has a book called Growing a Mother's Heart, Devotions of Faith, Hope, and Love from Mother's Past, Present, and Future. She also has the supersized book of Bible crafts and these Bible craft gifts are all made out of paper. So this is going to be encouraging to you. I know it will be. And hear what she told the little girl when her neighbor, her neighbor's little girl said that her mom lost her sparkle. Now Karen helped her with that. And I know what Karen has to share is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Karen Whiting. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am really excited today to welcome my friend back to the show, Karen Whiting. She actually was on in September of 2021, and I am just so happy to bring out some of the new things that God has been doing in her life. And I thought instead of reading the normal bio that I read, I was going to read some interesting facts about her because I saw this on her website and I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm going to read some interesting information that's fascinating that you might not know about Karen. She has lived through four lightning strikes, two spontaneous fires, and two major hurricanes that hit their home in two different states. And they actually went through Hurricane Andrew, which was very serious, and they had to rebuild. Um, She's also gone whitewater rafting in Australia, and that was on a river where Olympians train. And she's ridden a camel in the Canary Islands. She scuba dives, and she's ridden horseback in the ocean in Jamaica, and she's done some zip lining. And other fun activities with her grandchildren, which I love because I love doing fun activities with my grandchildren, but um, I haven't done the zip lining thing yet. Anyway, she she shares something really cool too, She that she's really a child at heart. She said when her oldest was 16, she plopped on a stool and watched her race around with her two-year-old brother. So here's her 16-year-old sitting on a stool watching Karen running around chasing this little two-year-old brother of hers and she said mom I know why you had another baby we outgrew you but don't worry we'll have children so you don't need to have any more (laughs) and so anyway she she is such a blessing and she does share too that her kids tell her the grandkids always want to see grandma Karen because she gets down on their level and plays with them and she loves doing that so welcome to the show Karen do they call you grandma or what do they call you 
Yeah, some say Grandma Karen, some say Grandma Whiting, some just say Grandma. So whatever they want, Aww, it's fine. That's you know. awesome. Well, I just thought it would be fun to share some fun facts about you because that is really cool. You were a very active mom and grandma, which is really probably a blessing yeah. to your kids and grandkids. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> and even here in this house, I've which is back in Florida, mm-hmm. I had enough hail damage. I had to get a new roof a couple of years ago. So. Wow. <laughs> You've been through it, but, but seriously. That was a big surprise. Yeah. And the <laughs> other things that I first mentioned, um, because those were pretty devastating things that could have really ended, um, you know, the things that God wanted you to do, but no, God had other plans for you, right? So um, that was a lot going on, living through four lightning strikes. So that kind of debunks that lightning doesn't strike twice, right? But you weren't in the same place, so... Well, I was twice in Connecticut where it struck and twice in the house in Florida. One in each house had it come through the telephone lines to the whole neighborhood. The other one just struck a house in different places. It was just Mm. craziness that I certainly didn't expect any of those. Yeah. And I know because I'm in Florida too. And I think we're like the lightning capital of the world or whatever. But um but yeah, so I, well, I'm thankful that you are here with me right now, and we are going to talk about a lot of things that are going to bless the listener. So I would love if you would share a little bit more about yourself and your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect since the last time we talked. Yes. Well, it's always moving along. I never know what's coming next, really. Other than I do have a line of books I'm doing with AMG Publishing, so that I know a little bit more about, but others tend to be surprises and what will happen. And, uh, you know, my husband passed away when I lived in Maryland, then I came back to Florida. He had breast cancer, so that's another fact a lot of people don't know, you know, since he was a man and had that. And my children all gathered around. They were so good to help out with all of that, which is fabulous, you know, when you really invest your time in your children. It does come back in the right way for you. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry about your loss. When did when did your husband pass? Oh, 2012. So oh, it's been almost yeah. ten years. Yeah. It's been a while. So we may have talked about it on the other show, but I don't I don't recall. But yeah, it is important for people to hear about that because men oftentimes don't think that that can happen, and so it's so important to be checked and everything. So, but I love how you were saying that your kids were there for you. You know, we're there for our kids and then we raise them in the way they should go, right? And then when they're old, they don't depart from it. And so that was such a blessing. So tell us more about what is happening and how God is using you and your gifts and uh, the opportunities that he has been giving you lately to speak his truth and share hope and encouragement with with families. Right. Well, families and even ministry. In January, I spoke at the Children's Pastors Conference in Orlando, something I really wanted to do. I, I, you know, I've ministered to children through children's ministry, so it's really great to help train those people who are coming up in the ranks, and some of them are experienced, and that was wonderful. I worked on prayer with that, and then in the past, I went to China for an imagination tour to inspire creativity in the children and help the parents and teachers know how to inspire creativity. Mm -hmm. 
And now I'll be training some people because we're not going back into China, but some of the different people from uh, the military association that does this acts and goes to different countries do work with children if they're working in the programs that are teaching uh, English as a second language and things. Mm. And so I'll be doing some training from the craft book that I've done with my daughter recently on simple crafts with just paper that you can use. So you don't need to bring a lot of supplies and the other countries probably have something of what you need. <laughs> That's great. Is that is that the supersized one? The supersized Yes, that's the supersized book of, of Bible craft gifts. Yes, that it's a very big book. It's about two pounds. It's wow. uh, uh, more than two hundred pages and has over a hundred crafts, paper crafts in it. They're all paper crafts. And then there are twenty some STEAM lessons to combine the art with science, math, and other things and bring that together for people. Wonderful. And you know, I of course, my listeners, many have kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews. They might be Sunday school teachers. You know, there's a lot of different ways that this book can bless a lot of people to be able to encourage yes. children. And it's it's great therapeutic kind of a thing for, for adults too, right? To be able to work with your hands. It is, yes. And there's, we use things from that for centerpieces and things and activities that we're doing with a uh, uh, women over 40 group that I work with at church too. Wow, what it's a great thing. just a lot of fun that people like, a lot of people like simple crafts no matter what age they are. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I, you know, did a book that was had been on my heart for a long time to do, and that was a family prayer book. So 52 mm -hmm. weekly devotions for family prayer. And it uses a lot of things I did with my children, mm -hmm. but then I made up new things and I've been making up new things since the book came out because every week has a different way to pray mm -hmm. and at least three hands-on activities to do to explore questions children ask about prayer mm -hmm. rather than trying to give them a pat answer. And lots of times on prayer, there's no pat answer on it. Like when will God answer my prayer? Right. <laughs> but you can experiment and think about things and understand mm -hmm. why some things are done fast and some things are not that God knows the perfect timing. And that's been a lot of fun to do because I really believe we need to raise up the next generation of prayer warriors. Yes. And what a great way to do it than, you know, interacting in our families, our children's ministry groups or wherever we are with lots of ways to pray and lots of hands-on activities and teach them that we don't have to just sit quietly and play a, pray a certain prayer. There's a lot of different ways to pray. I love that so much. And that is really important because sometimes as adults even, you know, we pray and it's it's kind of like this thing that we have to just know to be still and to wait on the Lord and know his timing is perfect. But how important it is to remember how the children in our lives need to understand these things too and that we actually don't don't understand everything and that, that they're adult parents and, and teachers and all, we don't have all the answers and only God does. And so I love that your heart is to do that. You are such an inspiration. You are so creative. <laughs> I know, I know some of us might say we're not that creative, but God is a creative and he created us in his image. So yeah. we all have a level of creativity in us and we use it maybe in different ways. But when you were talking earlier about the things that you were doing for, you know, that women's group, what a great tool or you know thing that could be used for maybe women's retreats and little breakout sessions and things like that and with the prayer book 
That is amazing because it can be a tool that families use throughout the year. Oh, yes. I mean, there's one that all ages seem to love doing. I just take a a bowl that's clear or a mason jar and put it inside of another bowl. And that jar, everything there is empty when I start. And then I have two other jars that are clear, one with red water, one with blue water, and little uh, measuring cups or coffee scoops, whatever you want to use. And I have each person say a blessing and they pour it into that jar in the middle. And we keep pouring till it fills up. And then we keep pouring things in until it overflows. And because you're talking about blessings, it helps children visualize all these different things that are blessings from God. Mm-hmm. And when it overflows, we realize that in our life, all these blessings do overflow and we should share them with other people. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. In our life, all these blessings do overflow, and we should share them with other people. And that's why if our hearts are filled with the gratitude for the blessings, then it's much easier to reach out and love to others. Mm. And when you mix the blue and the red, it becomes purple. So we talk about how, you know, the red is for the blood of Christ, and the blue is because no matter where we are, we're all under that blue sky that God created. When we put it together, it's the purple of royalty. And because we are the children of the King, that's why he listens to us and responds and blesses us. Nice. What a wonderful visual for people of any age, like children, adults, you know, to be reminded of these things and to be able to remember the goodness of God and the blessings that are in our lives, because there's so many crazy things going on in the world. And I know that's always been the case. I mean, there's, there's been things in the world that have been crazy, you know, since the beginning of time, because of course, We know these things from the word, you know, God shares those things in his word of the difficulties and the struggle and basically because we live in a broken world, you know, with sin, but this is so encouraging. It can be things that can be done, you know, in families and in different other settings too, like maybe for vacation Bible school, you know, things like that. And uh, I love those things. How do you come up with these things, Karen? I know the Lord puts them on your heart. Do you research things or what? It just like, well, I tend to just make that. Sometimes I'll look and see what other people doing about with prayer. Mm -hmm. And that just triggers other ideas for me to do, or I'll change it up because, well, if they just also did this, it would have that much more impact. Mm -hmm. And I will, you know, just make it a little different or just, yeah, walk through a store, see what materials I find and what it makes me think of, or think about what, watch children, you know, I watch children with balls and thought, you know what, the ADD children need to do prayer with balls. And there's a real fun way that I made up for them to do with using a ball Mm. so that they could pray, but also be active while they're doing it. You look back at what the Jewish people had. And when they did their Feast of Tabernacles, the the families had to go out and build little huts, you know, with sticks and everything. And uh, they still do that when they're celebrating that feast every year, because for them, worship wasn't just one stagmatic, let's just pray quietly. Mm -hmm. It involved using the whole body and worshiping God in that way. That's why you had the bread sitting on the altars and new loaves made every week. So everybody could smell that bread and realize Mm. this is all part of interacting with God. And that's what he wants us to do. Mm. That is so beautiful. And a reminder 
that God has given us all these senses to experience and to use them in worship to him. And we don't often remember that, right, Karen? We kind of want to put it in a little box. Yes. And there's that's why I wanted to make it. Let's explode with prayer and do lots of fun things and also do reflective things and do things that always interact and pull us back to scriptures and understanding God and prayer more. Mm. And I really love that because even, say, during the summer when there's a lot of downtime and maybe sometimes families might travel or, you know, go on vacation or whatever, but there's a lot of downtime for the kids And this is a great tool to be able to keep the family in the right frame of mind and focusing on the Lord each day and things where the mom or whoever's caring for the kids, they don't have to think of things like they don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. (laughs) Right, right. And if you're a homeschool parent, you may want to use it as your faith curriculum for the year, too. Oh, very good. I love that idea so much. Can be done with that. Yes, but you know, and anything, any way I can equip parents. Mm-hmm. You know, moms are so busy already, and sometimes stressed out. Sometimes they feel like I'm not good enough. I failed today. Mm-hmm. I did something totally wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not only do I, I do that through Bible study and books for moms, but also just equipping them with these things that are easy to use. Yeah, and you have so much experience with kids, you know, raising kids and, um, you have a heart for helping moms overcome challenges, right? What, what are some ways and things that, you know, you're really passionate about in that area? Well, I want moms to understand that we're always growing our hearts. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why the book is called growing a mother's heart. And it launched a whole series of growing a blank heart. So next will be peaceful heart and then joyful heart that I'll be doing with Mm -hmm. Pam Farrell and things. So it's just Uh, a lot because we want to know that we're okay. You know, I can remember the day that I left a child behind because I thought they were all in the car and he snuck out a different door and went to the bathroom. (laughs) And, you know, and when I came home thinking I'm such a failure, Mm. God reminded me, you know, Mary lost me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I said, see, we're not the only ones. (laughs) Right. And so when I wrote Growing a Mother's Heart, I have the Bible women, I have historic mom, I have contemporary moms who tell their stories. They tell the bloopers they did, they tell the joy they have. And then you have things even in there are seasoned moms, like one person that thought, I've got it all made. I've got one who's a teen, one who's getting, you know, up towards middle grade and everything's fine. And then COVID came and the week of Easter that, that year that COVID came, her daughter wakes up screaming. She can't even get out of bed. She goes, she's like picking up a jellyfish. She said she, they had to call 911. Turns out her daughter had leukemia. Oh. It was a whole new learning curve for her as a mom and a whole new experience and finding out how great the medical workers were. And, you know, what do we do when we can't have people come and help us at the house and we can't all be at the hospital? It was mm. just incredible. So sometimes you need to know there's a seasoned mom out there who also thought, it's just smooth sailing. Oops, it's not so smooth sailing. And we all have those challenges that we come into that we don't even expect. You go to bed, everything's fine. You wake up and it's not fine. Yeah, that is going to really encourage a listener right now because the enemy really wants to whisper that in the mom's ears all day, you know, like, well, you didn't do that right, or you really messed up, or even when our kids grow up and things happen in their lives, you know, we're quick to blame ourselves or think 
well, maybe if I could have done this differently, or if I could have, you know, if I, if I was better at this or got them more involved in that, but that's really not true. And we tend to beat ourselves up about those things. Have you found that to be true as well, Karen? Oh, yes, so much. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I wanted a book that would go through some of those things and also go through the joys. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a story in there of my little neighbor when I lived in Maryland who came down and said, I need help. And I said, what? And she said, my mom lost her sparkle. <laughs> and I know you have made that sparkling powder for the birthday party for your granddaughter, can you help me make some? She needs something. So I said, sure, we can make this first. Let's make sure it's okay that you're here and she knows where you are. <laughs> and then I, as we're doing this, I'm saying, so why do you think she lost her sparkle? Well, of course, it's because she had friends over and her brothers had friends over and they totally messed the whole house and no one cleaned up. And I said, so do you think you need to do more than just the sparkle powder? She says, well, yeah, I probably have to clean up. I'll get my friends to come help. <laughs> and so when I saw her mother later that day, she was smiling because she went back and got them all cleaning and gave her mom the sparkle powder. So <laughs> That is so precious. And that was, Yes. And so that was so, the mom just really liked it. And I've had granddaughters who also felt like, oh, mom is really not doing well. We've got to do something to help. Let's clean the house while she's not here. Let's make a treat for her. And so they did all these things that she came home to a surprise, which was, you know, really great. And that's, those are those times that we really relish as moms and remember and think, yes, they they did appreciate it. And they did notice and they wanted to help me out. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because Moms don't realize how much of an impact they've had on their kids and what their kids really, how they would describe an incident that occurred versus how the mom feels like it all played out, you know, and, and kids really have some really cool things to say. And I think it would be cool. And I would encourage uh, moms to, you know, have their kids write some things down and keep track of those things when they're old enough to write. It would be so funny to read back, you know, what they think and their take on things. Yes. (laughs) And that's why in the the Growing a Mother's Heart and in that whole series, Mm -hmm. I have the voices of the future moms, the future people. So I, at the beginning of each week where there's a prayer after the prayer is wisdom from the future moms, peacemakers, whatever. So there's one like my mom doesn't know how to use the dishwasher. We have to do it for her. <laughs> we all think, why didn't I think to do it that way? <laughs> and other things that are so precious that they say, um, you know, mom, I'm okay. If God doesn't make me good today, I'm having a good time the way I am. <laughs> You know, out of the mouths of babes, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any other favorites that you might want to share about that? Some really cool stories from the book? Oh, you mean quotes from the children? Yeah, I love those. Yeah. um, It's kind of like that show. I know how. Mom, I know how to go to sleep, so you'll be happy now. I just have to close my eyes and keep them closed. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually my daughter when she was younger had said to me, it was just so precious, you know. if I do my work, mom gives me a reward. It's usually five cents, a candy or playing with a cool stuffed animal. It's worth it, especially the five cents. <laughs> and you know, that's a little child who doesn't know a lot about money, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and so they're just so precious how they do those things. Yeah. And, and so I go from there to the companion Bible study guide that's coming out mm-hmm. um, this year is 
uh, does things a little differently where I tell those blooper stories and, and ones that's a few that are in the book that I elaborate on and a few that aren't where I really do that comparison to what does the Bible tell us? What does it say? And mm. how can we do things? Like when I come to meals, yes, I have a story in the book about meals, but I really wanted to elaborate in the Bible study. Why are meals important? Let's look at meals in the Bible. When did Jesus or other people have a meal? Was it sometimes for fellowship? Sometimes because people were hungry and their stomachs growled mm. and, you know, and that way I could talk about that, plus give them tips on how do we make meals successful yeah. or more successful than they've been. Yes, <laughs> and, and you do that a lot. You have YouTube videos, right, of of doing... Of baking breads yes. and things. Yes, I do. Yeah. And sometimes with my brands doing things with mm-hmm. me. Yes, I've done a series because I have a book of bread making that's also insights into bread and the Bible and heartwarming stories around bread. I grew up in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, two houses from me, my grandparents there had the only restaurant in town. Mm-hmm. So I baked bread, oh, with my grandmother's and great grandmother, my mother. And wow. that was a big thing for me. And I, I couldn't imagine that I had so many stories about bread baking until I went to write the book and, and about bread and sharing bread. It's so cool. And what a wonderful legacy and how bread is also representative of like Jesus and, you know, breaking bread and all the things. And, um, and I, yeah, I do love your videos. I actually shared one of them when you were on the show last time, I shared one of your YouTube videos in one of my newsletters with my subscribers. So y'all, you need to subscribe to our newsletters so you get extra fun bonus things here and there. But that was yeah, so I fun. I have to start a new series of uh, of those videos too. I've been wanting to do it and I'm not quite certain when I will, but I'm going to start squeezing them in at different times. Probably some more craft ones more than the cooking right mm-hmm. now because of the craft book. But it's always fun to do that. It's easy for me to, to do it. And I don't worry if something goes a little bit wrong because I can just talk through that and yeah. talk about now what can you do or how do you change this up? Because when we work with children, there's going to be something that may go wrong or how to do it a little bit better. You know, when I had my grandchildren with me making pumpkin bread mm-hmm. and one of them was afraid to break the eggs, I said, well, you know what? You can break it into this bowl and then we'll pour it into the big bowl. You don't have to worry about breaking the shells in the big bowl. And that just, while you're show explaining to the child, they parents are also listening, realizing, oh, that's a great way to teach them how to break the egg Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about it. So, you know, I like to just build that in as I'm doing something. Yeah, that is cool. And I love how you keep those things in the actual show or presentation that you're doing, because it is important (laughs) to be able to know and use wisdom and experience and the things that God's equipped you with to be able to find another route or get a new idea. Because let's face it, Cracking eggs can be intimidating for an adult too. <laughs> it's like not wanting to get the shells in your in your stuff. You know, you don't want people crunching your in your meal because you you know you had some eggshells in there. But that is perfect, and it's very encouraging, and it helps other people think that way too. You know, kind of think on your feet, kind of thing, and be able to find alternate ways. But also, to me, it gives a sense of peace and calmness because we can tend to get a little bit like oh, out of sorts when things don't go as planned or especially if we're trying to make a video or something and we think this has to be like Food Network quality or HGTV and it's like, no, they do a lot of edits with those. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are not perfect <laughs> yeah. either. We're just seeing the edited version. 
Yeah, I'd rather just be real. And what helped me out with, by the time I had my own children, I had so much experience because I had so many cousins that lived within three houses of me and within five miles of me. And my brother, my older brother and I were the oldest of our generation. So we had lots of children that we were always doing things with. And I was cooking with them. I was over there helping to potty train them, all sorts of things. So it made me more relaxed as a mom. And I think that's what makes it more relaxed when I'm as a grandmother now doing these shows. Yeah. Well, that is so awesome. And it just kind of goes to show how God just equips us all along our whole entire life, you know, even from when we're younger and starts instilling these important lessons in our lives so that we can impart them on those that he's entrusted us with, really, because we've been entrusted with the future generations. And we do have a responsibility there to steward what God has given us well and to um, be creative as best we can. And so I love it. And you are here to help people be inspired by that, which I love that, which is why I always say in the intro, I'll say, um, I know what my guest has to say is going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. And this certainly is inspiring and challenging and encouraging as well. And I love that you go on these creativity tours. Did you, I think you mentioned what organization that's through. What is that through? Acts, the Association of Christian Counselors and uh, Christian Counseling and Training. It's actually, uh, it started off as part of uh, Officer Christian Fellowship, but it branched down on its own, mm-hmm. but it's still predominantly military. Not that you can't come with, along with them if you're not military, mm-hmm. they'll take other people too. But the heart of it has been because part of what they do is they go to places in other countries where and meet with the military there and meet with Christians there and train them. Mm-hmm. And train them in leadership and train them and, you know, what do you do with your faith? But I was there because we were asked by a company out in China who paid our whole way and everything to go and help inspire creativity in the children. And when I went to Russia on a different mission trip, just with uh, on my own, because they had found me and asked me to come as soon as I got there and they wanted me to introduce myself, I was so tired, jet lag and everything. So I just said, I need paper and scissors. So they got me some big paper and I cut it up and did a cut and tell story for everybody. And the translator went through it and they all loved it and said, then you also have to help our children while their parents are here. Cause I was there to train the adults mm-hmm. for family ministry in their churches. And so in the afternoons, I would go do something with the children, then we'd all go swimming, which was really fun. <laughs> and now I just looked around at what they had and said, well, this is what we can do with what you've got. Yeah. Wow. And they were like, we have Karen waiting here. And this is, woo. you know, she is so creative. And we're gonna just tap into all of these amazing things that God is doing in her life. And uh, while she's here with us, while we have her. (laughs) So I love that you're doing that and that you can go across the, you know, internationally and be able to share through your gifting. And I think that's encouraging too, for maybe a woman who's listening and she's not quite sure. Now it may not necessarily be the organizations that you're a part of, but there are organizations out there that are encouraging people to get on board and maybe go overseas and and teach English or some other form of ministry work that can be on a short-term basis. And so, uh, you know, those, those things are available through their churches and through other organizations. So I love that you are just, you got all this stuff happening. That's really, really cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> I never dreamed any of this would happen, you know, but God does. I had always, since I was 10 years old, when I go to China, I never expected to get a fully paid trip to China where I would be working with children who I love to be around and go to the company uh, leader. We went to his house and learned yeah. how to make some Chinese food and things. It was just really fun. And you know, not the normal thing. And I ended it by taking the river cruise there to see a little bit more of China that I'd wanted to do. So it was such a blessing for nice. the Lord to yeah, be able and when to do we that. delight ourselves in Him, He gives us those desires of our hearts and, you know, allowed it to be a little bit of a refreshment time too, besides serving. And, um, and you look pretty wide awake for a gal that's been doing a lot of things. <laughs> And so, Karen, I, this has been just so fun. It's always a joy to have you on and to talk with you. And just things come out of your mouth, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's just amazing how God does these things, you know, and can open doors <laughs> that, you know, no man can open and shuts doors no man can shut. And he gives these opportunities and makes a way and has gifted you to be able to write these books to bless families and could be used in so many different ways. And I would love if you would share with us how the listener can connect with you and get more information about these amazing books and other resources that you have to offer. Well, they can go to my website, karenwhiting.com. And from there, they can link into my various mm -hmm. social media networks. I'm probably on Facebook more than any of the other social medias, but they can uh, connect with me there. And whether they are authors and want to go to my author page or the moms and they want to go to my Growing a Mom's Heart page or wherever, or just want to be on my regular mm -hmm. profile, that's fine. I love to interact with people that way. And they can also get hold of me through my website and through signing up for my newsletter, which is going to be changing, but I have all the names. So that's, it's already changed a little bit, but I haven't changed for the new connection yet. I'm just grabbing the names as they come in. So yeah, that's the best ways to get hold of me. And whether you want to just connect, read my books, uh, become friends or have me come speak any of those things I'm happy to do. Very nice. I love that. And your website is so pretty. It's just very calming and you know, I love the colors and it's easy to navigate. So thank you so much for coming on the show again. It was so nice having you on again. And it was so nice meeting you at the conference in Nashville recently, yes. being able to give you a hug in person. Yes. <laughs> and then we, we're talking, okay, so we're talking and realizing that we live like an hour away from each other. And so... <laughs> We just like realized this and, uh, but we did get to meet in person in Nashville. So that was really awesome. And so we look forward to getting together again, um, you know, maybe just meeting for lunch or something fun. And so Karen, I am so excited that God is doing all these things in with these books coming out and I'm going to get my hands on some of them as well and be sure to share them to bless other people. It, they're good evangelizing tools as well because when we're encouraged to go out into our neighborhoods and to be able to connect with other families and just bless other people, it's so cool to have these kind of tools and resources that we can offer that are faith-based and can encourage and help other families and families who might be struggling too because things are hard. And so anything we can do to help and offer hope and uh, some great truth from scripture is amazing. And we're called to do that and lift each other up and encourage one another. So, and that's what you do, Karen. So I thank you so much. And I hope 
to have you on again sometime. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Love getting to see you and being on your show too. Thank you so much. And we will talk soon, friend. Thank you for listening today. I loved having Karen back on the show. She is so fun. And I can just picture her running around with her grandkids. Like, she is just so full of energy. But God really has been using her in so many wonderful ways and all over the world. Isn't that awesome? I love this quote that she said in the show. If our hearts are filled with the gratitude for the blessings, then it's much easier to reach out in love to others. So true. And so this episode today wasn't just for moms, it's for moms, grandmas, aunts, uncles. If you teach a Bible school lesson during the week and have kids that look up to you in your neighborhood and you want to help teach them biblical truth by so many creative ways. Karen has, you know, the wonderful book, so check that out. And I just, I love how she does all of these things to the glory of God and to help families because the enemy is really attacking families these days. And we really need to stand up and encourage and lift each other up and help us all work together. She also has another, she has so many books, but one of the other books she has is great, which is 52 weekly devotions for family prayer. So that would be a wonderful thing for you to grab for your family or as a gift for a family that you love. So friends, I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another follower of Jesus who's taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon.